welcome to the Community Health Cast, sponsored by Queen's Community Health Board. Our conversation today is about managing stress and mental health during COVID-19. I'm your host, Deborah Raddall, along with Elizabeth Bailey, our board coordinator and podcast buddy extraordinaire. Hi, Elizabeth. Good morning, Deb. Who could have imagined a year ago, or even six months ago, that we would be in an actual pandemic? Yes, financially, personally, it's affected our health, relationships, and we have, most of us, been worried and or scared. How do we deal with the stress of it all? Well, let's start with our guest today. She brings 20 years of experience providing psychological services to children, families, and staff in public education and the private sector. In addition to providing psychological therapy and assessment, she has facilitated introductory and intermediate mindfulness sessions with adults, youth, and children. She has also provided professional development opportunities to provincial agencies and received the Provincial 2015 Psychologists in School Association Award for her contribution to school psychology in Nova Scotia. Her work is highly influenced by trauma-informed practices, neurobiology of behavior, and positive psychology through collaborative and integrative approaches. I am very happy to welcome psychologist and certified mindfulness instructor, Shannon Hartland. Shannon, welcome to our podcast. Thanks, Deborah. So you're not in the schools anymore. Where are you now? Uh, I am currently um, working with Tony Campanoni and Associates uh, here in the beautiful community of Milton. And uh, prior to that, I was with the school board um, for nearly 18 years. Right now, our society, our um, community, and in fact, the entire world has gone through a whole lot of changes. And those kind of change, that kind of upheaval, it can affect our health, can it? Absolutely. You know, we, um, we as human beings thrive on predictability, routine, knowing what to expect. Uh, and when suddenly that changes um, in a manner that is entirely out of our control, it can be extremely unsettling and dysregulating for our kind of basic needs system uh, and create all kinds of wonderfully creative ways that our bodies and minds can respond to stress. So it's very normal to be experiencing high degrees of stress right now because there's so much change and so much unpredictability and challenges that we've never faced before within our lifetimes. Um, Why is it hard on people? Why is it hard on us to be isolated, especially in this pandemic? Because we're social animals. You know, um, we, you know, as human beings, um, it's surprising and not surprising uh, to know that research has shown that 70% of brain development from infancy relies on social engagement. It, it, it relies on relationships. And these are the things that we rely on, you know, in order to thrive. Love, acceptance, interaction with our loved ones are all things that, that we absolutely need to thrive as uh, healthy human beings. Um, And so when we cannot be with our loved ones in the way that we choose to be or need to be, then that is going to have a detriment on how we uh, feel and behave. 
you know, if you're feeling stressed, it's because you're human. You know, if you're if you're experiencing a really wide range of emotion, it's because you're human. And and I think that um, and maybe we'll have an opportunity to talk about, about this a little bit later. But this uh, is a time where I believe self-compassion is of utmost importance. You know, self-compassion for how you feel, uh, self-compassion for um, the wide range of strong emotions that we might be feeling, you know, from frustrated to anger to happy and content, you know, all within the span of two minutes, you know, can can very much be normal. And I think that because of our societal upbringing and our culture, we only want to feel the good things. And so then when we begin to feel not so good, well, then there must be something wrong. And then we tend to ruminate on that wrongness uh, because it just doesn't feel quite right. It doesn't feel blissful enough. It doesn't feel acceptable enough. However, I think the most important thing to remember during these really challenging times is that it's okay to not always feel okay. It is very normal to feel very different and confused and and volatile or you know kind of up one minute down the next you know those quick changes in in mood and emotion um when it comes to mental health okay so the canadian mental health association defines mental health as a state of well-being in which the individual realizes their own abilities can cope with normal stresses of life can work productively and fruitfully and is able to make a contribution to their community. So to expand on that, as a psychologist, you know, working now for 20 years, um, you know, with a broad range of individuals, when I think about mental health, I also think of kind of a fancy term called resilience. And what resilience is, it's, it's the ability to bounce back despite what's really difficult and challenging. So it's the ability to find balance or be able to be okay despite the adversity that we're facing. You know, we can think back centuries, uh, you know, of um, significant, awful, horrible events that have taken place. Um, And there were many, many people who came out of that and were able to lead productive, balanced lives, you know, and, and that is a, that is a, perfect example of what we call resilience and stress we are supposed to have stress stress is here for a reason we wouldn't be here as a species if we didn't have the stress response that's true because when that saber-toothed tiger is chasing me I exactly (laughs) that's right we would not be here if we took the laissez-faire approach the whole time (laughs) let's talk oh mr tiger let's talk about why you want to attack me no yeah We have stress as a mechanism for survival. We truly are born to survive, not thrive, in order to pass on our our genes to the next generation and the next generation. And so when we get that flutter in our stomach or that feeling of of worry or our hearts start pounding or, you know, our emotions kind of go a little bit wacko for a few minutes, you know, um, this is our response to a challenging situation. And so our bodies biologically are programmed to kind of provide that influx of stress hormone to get all of our systems prepared to survive. 
And, and remember too, you know, the, all of this that I'm talking about is, is, is normal. You know, the, the stress response is normal. It's how we respond to the stressors that counts. Okay. Tell us some more about that. Tell us some more about that. Yeah. So, you know, I've mentioned that the self-care piece, the self-compassion piece, you know, doing the things that meet our basic needs, right? So we need rest. We need sleep. We've got to have it. We need nutrition. We need exercise. If there is one thing that you can do daily that the scientific research shows will highly contribute to your health and well-being, it is exercise. 20 minutes a day. 20 minutes a day? Is that all you need? Seriously? Yeah, that's what that's what the literature actually does show. Um, And that's been proven over and over and over again. Um, Physical activity is directly linked to mental health. And the good news is that this is free. Be in the green space that we in in Queens, Shelburne, Lunenburg, all of these places that, you know, that we live in. uh, Wow, we're so fortunate to be able to really be able to walk outside our door and not go very far to be able to access green space. So we can Uh, go outside and actually hug a tree and that would be good for us. Absolutely. hundred (laughs) percent. hundred percent. I encourage it beyond. I think it's one of the best things that we can do for ourselves. Um, but you know, there, there is also too that, you know, being able to connect with our loved ones. What I want to remind listeners is yes, we are definitely faced with the demands of social distancing, but I want, and, and what I think that we really need to, to think about though, is that social distancing is really physical distancing. It doesn't mean that we can't, um, stand outside in a field six feet apart, you know? and still have a conversation and see someone. Uh, We can call people, we can FaceTime, we can um, do many of the the social connectors uh, that we need to do. It just means that we have to do it six feet apart. It doesn't mean that we can't ever do it again. Like we're doing right now, because maybe in another time we would have been sitting in the same room having this interview. Yeah, absolutely. So Remembering that social distancing merely means physical distancing, you know, it doesn't mean that you, you have to cut off all social contact, you know, with the people that you love and care about. That's, that's an important thing to, to think about. Well, I think that, you know, um, for those of us um, who are able to get out into the community a little bit more because we're not as at risk as some of maybe the immunocompromised individuals in our community, it's important for us to reach out you know, call them, um, stand outside and talk to them through their window, for example, offer to help them, you know, follow through on errands or um, do some yard work for them. Uh, Make sure that they know you're thinking of them and that you care for them. You know, that's being a good neighbor. It's being a good citizen. And I think now more than ever, that's so important in our community to be able to um, contribute in, in however way you believe that you can. And at the same time, if you're feeling that you can't, that self-compassion and knowing that you can't do this today, that's also okay. You know, Mm. keeping in mind that there might be a day when you can. And so then follow through on the best way you can. Be aware of what you need right now, taking care of yourself, your family, knowing what your values are. And when you have the energy and when you have the availability, give back in some way. And if that's just a phone call to a neighbor, or if it's picking up some garbage in your community, or, um, you know, 
painting, art, sharing that with someone, you know, there, there's been a little movement in the community among some of the kids, you know, doing some little paintings and dropping them off secretly at doors, you know, oh, like in the rocks, the little yeah, rock rocks in, in the parks and, and things like that. Something that just brings a smile, you know, to someone's face. I was in a store just recently and they had lovely little, you know, sticky notes everywhere saying you're awesome. Just positive messages. And, you know, this does not have to cost a cent, you know, it's, it's the thoughtfulness and the kindness behind various gestures that matter the most. And if you can bring a smile to someone's face in some form or fashion, then wow, that's pretty amazing. These things um, that we are choosing to do, can, it can be little things at a time. And guess what, people? We're going to fall off. And we're going to forgive ourselves when we do. And then we're going to start again. This is what I love about, um, you know, the, the realm of mindfulness. It's one of the most forgiving practices out there. Um, forgiving for self and forgiving toward others. That self-compassion, um, also gratitude, being grateful for what we do have, you know, choosing three good things every day despite the bad. These are little day-to-day -day things that we can do that the research fully supports as far as contributing to well-being. Children are absolutely experiencing a very topsy-turvy change in their day-to-day -day function, in their day-to-day -day demands, in, in their day-to-day -day kind of integra integration into the community. Um, and they are going to feel stress, you know? Just because they're, they're young doesn't mean that they're not paying attention, right? That doesn't, it does not mean that. Kids are absolutely going to pick up on our energy as adults. They're going to read us. They're going to be aware of how we are coping. And I really want to put out there that, you know, as, as the caregiver in a child's life, being very aware of your own reactivity and the way in which you are coping during these really challenging times is hugely important to that child. That's terrific advice for us parents to remember. Watch how we react to help our children through COVID-19 or even any stressful times. You've certainly given us a lot to think about, Shannon Hartland. Thanks for being our guest today on the Community HealthCast. For further resources for managing stress and mental health, including the 30-day Mind Well You Challenge, visit mha.nshealth.ca. The Kids Help Phone is available at 1-800-668-6868 or text CONNECT to 686868. The Mental Health and Addictions Intake Line is 1-855-922- 1122 and the mental health crisis line is 1-888-429-8167 and as always in an emergency call 911 the issue of vaping has raised many questions in our community especially when it comes to youth vaping on the next community health cast Host Pamela Mutziers will be chatting to anti-vaping club members Chelsea Thistle and Tala Corkum about their work at Liverpool Regional High School. Tune in next Monday and join the conversation.